0: You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. The tech sector
1: being not just one of the greatest creators of wealth, but one of the greatest creators of wealth for the 1%.
0: The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. There's
1: already positive change that's going on uh, within organized sports. We're reducing
0: this chance of second injuries. It is no 100% secure website. There is no 100% security for your system. This is KCBS In-Depth. The 92nd Academy Awards are fast approaching. That means all the glitz, all the glamour, and all the Hollywood movie magic will be coming our way very shortly. So in this edition of KCBS In Depth, we're gonna indulge in something of a KCBS tradition, the annual Oscars talk between KCBS entertainment reporter, Jan Wall, and former San Francisco mayor, Willie Brown going to keep things simple this go-round. Just two superfilm fans picking through the Oscar nominees, discussing who deserves to win, who's likely going to win, and where this year's Oscars fit into the Academy's venerable history. So grab some popcorn, roll out the red carpet, it's time to talk some Tinseltown.
2: Hi everybody, I'm Jan Wall. You're listening to KCBS In-Depth, a weekly deep dive into one major topic. Uh, I am joined this time by Mayor Willie Brown, which is terrific. We do this every year because we are here for our annual Oscars talk. Hello, Mayor Brown.
1: Hello, Miss Wall. How are you?
2: I'm just fine. How do you like this time of year with the Oscars? What does it mean to you?
1: Well, you know, I am not pleased. Because I've been in a few movies in my time. And, Gone uh, but, with the Wind. They, what was it? <laughs> Citizen Kane. But let me tell you, they don't, they don't have a role that I can play in which I can get an award. They really ought to have an award for bit player. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been a bit player in several movies. Only and my lines are there because I still get, I still get little checks. Sometimes the check is a buck eighty-nine. Sometimes it's two ninety-two. It's so much so that it screws up my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo-hoo. Well, you know, there was
2: a movie called The Oscar with Stephen Boyd and our, our mutual friend Tony Bennett, the singer, uh, as Jaime, the agent. It's called The Oscar, the one of the worst movies ever made. So bad, it's good.
1: I I, I believe that um, Mr. Bennett would be upset. If he heard you,
2: not really. No, I've talked to him twice about it. Oh, yeah, and you told oh, him about it. Oh, he oh. knows all about it. He thinks it's funny. It's his only non-singing role, folks. It's called the Oscars. The but, Oscar. But and how do
1: they get away with saying Jaime the agent? What, what kind of
2: what kind of anti-Semitism thank you. is that? I mean, I don't oh. believe it. All right, well, let's here go, go, hearing. Let's go. <laughs> Try to believe it all right. Yes, all let's right. go let's go right to the Oscars this year. This is an odd year and I just want to explain quickly a quick backstory about you Mel Brown. People don't realize you are a true movie buff. I mean I've known you many years, actually too many, but I've known you a long time and you love movies the way I do.
1: I go and I go to movies alone. Mm-hmm. I really don't like to be disturbed by somebody telling me, oh, that's not very good, mm-hmm, or talking mm-hmm. to me in the movie. Right, So me too. I go to movies at 8.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And at one time, you made arrangements years ago mm-hmm. for me to get invited mm-hmm. by these screeners. That's right. I don't like to do that either. I like to go in mm-hmm. where the guys are wearing raincoats in the movie, mm-hmm. and I can look around, and I'm beginning to resent having to pre-select my seat. They really are screwing up the movie world, because I like to walk in, check everything out at 8.30 in the morning, and the blue light specials Mm -hmm. is what, you know, the Mm -hmm. least expensive of all the movies, Mm -hmm. and by noon, I'm finished with my movie day.
2: When you were a little boy, you used to sit in the movies and watch westerns, right, in your little Texas town.
1: In Minneapolis, Texas, they had two little theaters. They had the Leroy and the Select, and they were across the street from each other, owned by the same people. And... For black people upstairs, this was all segregated operation. They had a little place called the Buzzards Roofs, and that's where you'd go, and you could go there, and you could, for a quarter, you could stay all day. And they just keep playing movies over and over again. And it was those old-type movies where they were serials. So you'd go one after another mm-hmm. after another, mm-hmm. and you would see Gene Autry. You would see Roy Rogers. You'd see Dale Evans. Right. You'd see all the—you know, you'd see The Lone Ranger. You'd see Tonto. Right. I mean, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Then, on the other hand, you would see these crazy, funny movies where people that ultimately were the predecessors to the Groucho Marx world Uh, doing the movies. mm -hmm. And and, and you see the Three Stooges. mm -hmm. I mean... You go way back. And Nobody you, did knows you love that, Amal? but, but did, the two of us. Uh-huh,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh no, you and I know, and a lot of people out there know. You yeah. always tease me about classic Hollywood because you know I'm completely immersed and passionate about that. But a lot of people out there love that as well. I'm not alone. But you love you loved what westerns, right?
1: I literally lived for westerns. I must have seen every western. I think I personally yeah, knew uh, everything that. Roy Rogers ever did. (laughs) I even got to the point where the Westerns began to become even more prominent. When John Wayne Mm. started doing the Westerns, Mm -hmm, it was mm -hmm. no longer just these crazy Westerns Mm -hmm. that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Because at one time, Western movies were big money grossers. huge. You know, they were the predecessors Mm -hmm. to Star Wars. Mm -hmm. They were the predecessors uh, to the movies uh, that uh, people Mm -hmm. have come to think are the big blockbusters. No, it was searchers or movies oh, yes. like that. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um,
2: Stagecoach. All outlaw. Of those, yeah, outlaw. The outlaw. Well, outlaw. I know why you... With Jane Russell. I know. <laughs> How would you like to tussle with Russell? Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, boy. Okay, on that note, let's go over to the Oscars today. Yes. Okay? Yes. This is a heck of a year, and I just want to remind everybody you are listening to Mayor Willie Brown. I'm Jan Wall. This is In Depth on KCBS. Okay, so we are going to talk about Best Picture, and Best Picture is very interesting. Interesting this year. Run the list. Okay, I can run the list right now. It's 1917, Ford versus Ferrari. There's a surprise. The Irishman, JoJo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, A Parasite. Okay, and that uh, and then
1: one is missing.
2: Oh wait, um, I'm not finished here. Yeah, I've got to go to the next page. Come on, Jan, move it. Uh, no, that was it. Uh, marriage story. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Little Women. Joker. Jojo Rabbit. The Irishman. Ford, Ford versus Ferrari. And 1917. They
1: didn't put mine on. Yours. Harriet.
2: Hey, Harriet, oh, well, yeah.
1: that movie should have been nominated. D- well, that absolutely. is a fabulous movie. I believe that the actress has been nominated. She has. As S- for S- the Cynthia Best Actress. Cynthia Yes, but that movie was a very good movie.
2: And directed by a woman.
1: And you Hello. know, people ask, what constitutes a good movie? Well, not only do you have to conclude certain things about the movie in terms of the technical making of the movie. is the lighting and the scenery and what have you. But you got to figure out how to get it all together, all in one space and one place. And believe me, that Harriet movie did that. It had history in it. It had the sensitivity of human interactions. It had the whole issue of race and whether or not this country could come to the reality of managing that. It had the war component of it that you sometimes find in 1917. It had all of that contained in it. And that's one of the reasons why I'm sorry they didn't nominate it.
2: I'm so angry about that because this was almost a perfect film. It also had pacing and editing and fine acting. I was just, um, and also it's a story that needed to be told so badly. Where has the story of Harriet Tubman been? I mean, this woman was remarkable. And they even brought it up to the fact that she lived to an old age. She did. A rather remarkable thing for a woman who went through all of that. I mean, everything about it, as you said, was remarkable. I just How about w- the
1: love story contained ah, in it? Wonderful. Folded in it was yeah. a love story. Okay, where so. Where she ends up being set aside because the husband, the guy that she was supposed to be with, had no idea she was still alive. Ugh. You would never believe that she could have survived the transition from being enslaved To the freedom train.
2: Right. It is a remarkable film, and I hope everyone sees Harriet, even though the Academy was too boneheaded to nominate it for Best Picture or Best Director.
1: And then how about the fact that they closed the movie... Literally, the last scene in the movie is her commanding troops in the Civil War. Oh, man.
2: (laughs) I mean, this is a film that is so great. And the other thing about it is it's up for Best Song. Yes. So Cynthia Erivo is also up for Best Song. So, you know, we have to take what we can get from the Academy. But let's go
1: back, however, to the collections of the ones that have been nominated. You know, I don't understand how the new version of Save in Private Ryan gets nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. 1917 mm-hmm. is a movie that was literally a version of Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks got the Academy Award, if you recall, years ago right. in the Saving, because it's similar to Secondly, I don't understand how anybody thinks The Irishman, a three and a half hour movie that I suspect nobody saw at one sitting, uh, unless they were weird. I know. I uh-huh. went
2: into menopause during that movie. That's how long it was.
1: <laughs> I don't understand I that, <laughs> That's you, a long movie. But then again, you know what was marvelous? I saw Jojo Rabbit Mm -hmm. a long time ago when it first came out. A unique, unusual film. That's right. And nobody watched it because it went away very quickly mm-hmm. but then it began to have its own life expectancy mm-hmm. people like you and others who begin to say jojo rabbit people think you're talking about a rabbit movie right they had no idea you were talking about the second world war and you're uh-huh. talking about hitler a uh, hitler talking, satire that it's is satire. correct that's exactly what it is
2: it's a parody It's and a it satire. Tur- and
1: it turned out now to really be mm-hmm a film that people really want to see. Mm-hmm. And it is worth being on the list.
2: Oh, yes, it's on my top ten list, as, of course, is Harriet, as, of course, are a lot of movies that didn't make it to didn't the make best it to the, picture. But Where's Bombshell, Mayor Brown? Where is Bombshell? I assume
1: Bombshell would have been on there.
2: I mean, why not?
1: I have no idea. This is a I don't a brilliant understand why film. they decided to block it out. Right. Not only that, it's like a different version of history. We all know that Fox News became... A new network, so to speak, and it came from the activities by Roger Ailes that's on display in Bombshell, mm-hmm. and it's today. And believe me, it should be there because the role of Megan Kelly, played by Celeste Theron, is you. just fabulous mm-hmm. and well done. And every
2: detail in that film about what life was like at Fox News, what Roger Ailes was like, the fact that John Lithgow, people can't see, but I keep hitting you on the arm because I get so angry. (laughs) John, I mean, that Roger Ailes as John Lithgow as Roger Ailes, quite remarkable, quite remarkable. As a matter of
1: fact, he actually make you believe that he is Roger Ailes.
2: Um, I want to remind people that you're listening to KCBS In Depth, our weekly deep dive into one major topic. And today it is about the Oscars. It's our once a year Oscar talk with Mayor Willie Brown. I'm Jan Wall. Uh, Have you ever met Roger Ells? Because I know you've. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Years ago. Such (laughs) a
2: fine (laughs) film. And Jay Roach (laughs) should have been nominated for Best Director. I'm in the Directors Guild. I am ashamed of who they've directed. I mean, why haven't they uh, nominated Jay Roach or any woman for that matter?
1: Okay, now. We have not mentioned, however, mm-hmm. the movie that I think is worth people seeing. The Joker is oh, worth. Oh
2: man, this is where seeing. you and I are going to fight.
1: Yes, you. Uh, we've had this discussion before, oh. and The Joker with with uh, Joaquin.
2: Joaquin Phoenix,
1: who is going to get the award for the best actor.
2: Yes, I know. I and know
1: I have said repeatedly
2: mm-hmm.
1: that he is going to have to go some to prove to me that he was acting.
2: Oh, wow. Well, I've met him a couple times and interviewed him, and he is a
1: disturbed human being. Say, is that what you're trying to say? I'm, I'm trying to say I think some people are naturally fit for certain roles. Wow.
2: <laughs> Joaquin, are you listening? Are your people listening? Oh, my God, you're going to hear from his attorney. No, I mean, he is. He hates doing press. I don't know why he does it. I mean, he should put it in his contract he doesn't do press because he really does not but like But the role
1: it. that he played... Mm-hmm makes everybody very quickly realize Mm -hmm. that this is not a Joker movie. Mm -hmm. This is not the movie in which you're gonna see Jack Nicholson Mm -hmm. stepping up in some outfit or the other guy who played the Joker. It's not a Marvel movie. It's not Mm -hmm. a Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. It really is Mm -hmm. a serious matter of dealing with people who are mentally challenged in the sense of how they conduct themselves how they got there, they really laid the story out well, and it's well worth consideration for the best movie.
2: Oh, you are so wrong in this case. I mean, you and I sometimes agree, often don't, and that's what makes friendship. You know, it's great when you can have areas where you don't. Here's what didn't work for me, because it's good to be a specific critical thinker, as you are. Um, It's one level. It goes on one level. I didn't get lots of ups and downs. It's certainly not. David Lean, the great David Lean, who did Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Shivago I can't believe I'm even discussing him in the same sentence as the Joker. But he did the cinema of grandeur. And there's no grandeur here. There's no. There's nothing that took me away. This is a mental illness. This is a guy with a mental illness. Yes, it's very well done. Yes, Joaquin Phoenix is born to play that role. But uh, it, it just didn't work. When I look at my top ten. Was well, a beautiful day in the neighborhood? As we said, where's Bombshell? And this guy, and this does make it over all of those. And by the way, uh, he is up against people, but he will win. Uh, let's see who he's up against. I'll, I'll tell you. But uh, he will win, uh, as well, Renee Zellweger will the win. The People for of juvie. Parasite. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a good film! Now there's a good movie. There's a movie that's so unique. See, I didn't see anything new in Joker. I've seen movies like Joker before. Um, but you know, he's up against a lot of other people for best actor. And um, but he won't. But none of them will win. Poor things. Uh, you know, it's clear that he's going to win, and that Renee Zellweger is going to win. Well, so, she's doing Judy mm-hmm, though. Yes, and, and Believe mm-hmm. me.
1: If you got to see that movie, too. Of course. One has to see Judy. One has to see Judy. One's got to see Judy. And because you don't fully appreciate who Judy Garland was without that movie. Most people think of her just as a singer-entertainer. Renee does the job that makes her a live person.
2: If they didn't make that boneheaded decision, the studio... Uh, or Renee, whoever made it, not to use Judy's real voice. That ruined the film for me. It's the reason it's not in my top ten of the year. It's, it ruined the film. But the rest of the movie, that's 90% of it, is terrific. And people should see it. And how great, Mayor Brown, that they had Louis B. Mayor in there, uh, getting her on drugs.
1: But let me, let me, let me suggest me to you. suggest. oh you're pointing. That's not let good. Me, <laughs> let me suggest to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. The most interesting part about your comment, people must have heard Judy Garland sing. My Mm. guess is that most people will think that it is Judy Garland.
2: Well, that's what's bad. That's not a good thing. I want them to hear the real Judy Garland. And why do you say most people? There's a whole generation that has no clue, no clue on what she sounds like. You're listening to Mayor Brown. And they don't know what her
1: daughter sounds like. I don't know what...
2: Was Renee Zellwick or something? No, no, Judy Garland's daughter. Judy Garland. Oh, yeah. daughter, Liza. Yes, oh, Liza well, Minnelli. That's a whole other
1: story. Well, that's but a different world. <laughs>
2: I want the next generation to know what made Judy special, what made her voice unique, unusual. I mean, would you deny the next generation a chance to listen to Sinatra?
1: I think they should continue to listen to the Sinatra. And apparently, every steakhouse in town has oh. <laughs> the rights to, has the rights Boy. to
2: the music. Oh my God! Okay, so and okay, here's the deal: there could be a shakeup at the Oscars with leading role. Okay, we think it's going to be the Joker. We think it's going to be for that performance. But Antonio Banderas, who has never been nominated before and is very loved in Hollywood, he lives in Malaga, Spain now. I just got to interview him. I saw him over at the Palm Springs Gala, and he. Lives in Malaga, owns uh, a a live theater where he performs and plays. Uh, He's going to bring a Spanish version of a chorus line to Broadway. How great will that be? Anyway, I think he has a chance for pain and glory. Now, I know you think for sure it's going to be uh, Phoenix, River Phoenix, and so does everybody else. Joaquin Phoenix. I'm sorry. Rivers is, is, is. <laughs> River Phoenix was a movie. I know. <laughs> I so, love anyway. your
1: easy flow in and out on oh, the references. So
2: easy. You are a um,
1: walking encyclopedia.
2: Yeah, it's scary. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Price, one of my favorite actors in The Two Popes, or as I call it, The Two Rabbis. So um, anyway, uh, I think this is definitely... Uh, of course, as you said, Joaquin Phoenix, but back to actress in a leading role. We've got Renee Zellweger and Judy, Charlize Theron and Bombshell, which was way good, but she doesn't have a chance. Socia Ronan, Ronan, who was brilliant as Joe March, which is a character you talked about, how cowboys uh, informed your life later on. You know, I'm not sure which hat you wore. <laughs> White hat, black hat, I don't know. But anyway, Social Ronan, Ronan was wonderful as the ambitious, bright Joe March in Little Women. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story, well, you know, not. T- There's an, an overrated over the film.
1: Most okay. people... Believe they've already seen Little Women. I know. They figure it's the original true. version of oh, Little Women is all they need to see.
2: The Kate Hepburn version. Parta- uh-huh. Yes. There's other this particular versions. actress yeah. mm-hmm.
1: makes Little Women uh-huh. come New. alive. New. Absolutely.
2: And the director.
1: And and I I suspect that. <laughs> although she died years ago, Ms. Alcott's probably checking it out, too.
2: I believe that's You're right. I believe <laughs> you're right. Uh, you're listening to mayor Brown and Jan Wall. We are talking about uh, the Oscars, as we do every year at this time. Uh, again, this is the director year, Martin Scorsese, Tarantino, who's so popular in Hollywood. Remember, the Oscars is also a popularity contest. That's why Brad Pitt will win. He's Tarantino so popular. Did
1: Tarantino the, did the bombshell. Uh,
2: no, he did he Once did, Upon a Time in Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood. Once Upon time yeah, a Time yeah. I
1: don't mean Bumshell. but yeah. that that's a movie that is worth, everybody should see oh, it, yeah. oh, because yeah. it gives you what happened with Sharon, what happened it with doesn't. that time period in <laughs> Mark life.
2: Brown, it doesn't give you what happened with I Sharon. I understand, it but makes you know up.
1: about it, uh, yes, yes. and so when you see the movie, <laughs> you see what leads up to it.
2: Exactly, exactly. But however, um, Bong Joon-ho from Parasite has a very good chance. Parasite has, what ha, you've seen it, right? Yes. I mean, what, uh, I know, you and I see everything. What... <laughs> is it that has touched people so much with parasite i mean i love it it's it's a remarkable unique again that idea like jojo rabbit it's that uniqueness uh but what what else touches people
1: i don't know what i don't know how anybody including you gets into parasite i didn't get into it (laughs) so
2: you're not a fan not much ah not much you have
1: never heard me mention it
2: no that's true Interesting. It just didn't work for you. Sometimes, you know, Marriage Story didn't work for me, not a single frame. I didn't buy it. Yet, everyone loves it.
1: (laughs) And everybody is talking about it.
2: I know. Did you happen to see it yet? Yeah, it was okay. Okay. It didn't work for uh, me. So, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry that... uh, that that's getting all that attention because there's so many other better films than that. But anyway, Sam Mendes for 1917. Now let's go back to that for a moment. 1917, it's teaching people, including young people, about editing and about cinematography. Roger Deakins, amazing cinematography. You feel you are in the trenches in 1917, which is really terrific.
1: Well, the interesting thing about talking to you about movies, you go into the performances... You go into the screening. Editing. You go into editing. Mm-hmm. You have more interest in the technical aspects of what's being produced, apparently, than most. I don't know anybody that spends time discussing lighting and oh, costumes. And, but
2: that's part of the art of cinema. I understand cinema.
1: that. But, I mean, that's not, for many people, that's not part of the entertainment component well, but, of it. They don't even see that. Just
2: as I also go in waiting for the wave of great filmmaking to wash over me or, or else, you know, trying to keep my head above water when it's terrible, you know. But
1: you've been doing this for so many years. Yeah, yeah. Other people are in and out once a month.
2: Right, right.
1: And they have no way to compare.
2: That's why the real question is: Is it worth your time and money? Is that's it worth why you your become. That's
1: why some people become confused about the Joker in the Irishman, uh-huh. because when the scene in the studio itself on the broadcast, that's as much like the Irishman as it is in the Joker. <laughs> let's move over, since this is the end
2: of our of our time together. Let's go. This is the end of our time together. Okay, we have some time. So I want to get into the glamour aspect for just a moment, because that's also fun at the Oscars. You know, I worked a f- I've worked. been to the Oscars three times, and I know you've been a number of times. And uh, y- you've probably been treated really well. I've been treated pretty well. But uh, I was there once when um, I was working with Regis Philbin. We were, I was stage managing, and Regis said to Elizabeth Taylor, Miss Taylor, Miss Taylor, uh, what do you think of the Academy Awards? And she said, Darling, I am the Academy. Awards. And she and was at, right. And she at was right. Yeah. Are you and, Right. But so, what about the glamour aspect?
1: Well, it's just uh, everything that the public loves is on display on the red carpet. Many people have not even seen the movies, but they loved the stars and the identification of the stars as they float on the red and carpet. And always have. Got, always have. I got to tell you, you talked about what happened with Elizabeth Taylor. One time, I show up, and they made a mistake. They thought I was Quincy Jones. They (laughs) took me down and put me like four seats from the front because he had done some music for one of the films, and he was being nominated. They had me seated in Quincy Jones' seat, and I got identified on ABC as Quincy Jones. Oh, my goodness. And people didn't have cell phones in those days, so all these people couldn't. encounter, encounter, Quincy shows up and realizes because he sees me on television, as he's on the red carpet, and they identified me. He left me in the seat.
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, my goodness. That was kind of him. Yes. Big of him. Uh, What's a glamour moment? Because you are Mr. Clothing. You are gorgeous. You walk into KCBS, and people want to really know what you're wearing. Nobody cares about politics, Brown. I've tried to tell you that for years. Everybody's all into what you're wearing, who you're wearing, and uh, you know how I get with you. So what... uh, What's a moment that you remember that just filled you with the glamour of the Oscars?
1: On an occasion uh, when Roots had been done on television. Yes, yes. And in Roots on television, there had been a number of actors and actresses all on the black side. Because Roots, obviously, was from the—I got a chance to be the date with Cicely Tyson oh, nice for, for the Academy Awards, nice. and she was at that time the cat's meow <gasps> on the star side. Oh. Now her husband never forgave me. She was married to Miles Davis, oh, but he we wasn't were- around, so I was the Miles Davis replacement wow. for the Academy wow. Awards. Wow! So, so yes, few people could, can say that. <laughs> yes, and then one year in which I had, the Canadians had apparently leaned on the movie makers that if you wanted Canadian money you had to put Canadian stars in the movies. I ended up uh, with the woman who played Lois Lane. In,
2: oh, Margot in, Kidder. That's
1: right. In <gasps> Superman. Wow. In, 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 well, that's great. So I've had some glamorous moments <laughs> right, uh, right. at the Academy Awards. I guess you have. <laughs> oh yes. Oh. oh, my, oh I
2: want to oh. go into the political aspect of the Oscars because you're. I mean, some people don't know as much as you love movies. You're also involved with politics. What, <laughs> what, is the political? It's my day job. It's your day job. <laughs> What's the political aspect of the Oscars?
1: Well, for over the years. People have suspected that there really wasn't an accurate count on the vote side. Mm-hmm. They always thought that uh, the decision had something to do with promoting Hollywood.
2: Right, or oh, a studio period. promoting their that movie. That is
1: exactly right. right. And, and, and it has been difficult, frankly, uh, for the Academy to disprove that. Then you ultimately had the evolution of the people of color becoming part of the movie making world and at one time the argument was you know Spike Lee's movie didn't get the attention Mm -hmm. it should have gotten because it was done by a black filmmaker. Mm -hmm. that do the right thing I think was probably his very first and so the academy has been challenged quite often to determine whether or not there is real integrity Mm -hmm. in the process. I suspect that the vote count now is probably more accurate than it's ever been because of the electronic communication system that allows members of the Academy Mm -hmm. to cast their votes after they have received. And the wonderful thing about being a member of the Academy is you get all these films for your own home. As a matter of fact, you've given me
2: no, Copies that's illegal. That's uh, illegal. I have uh, never given you anything. No, so what,
1: then you sold them to me. That's even worse. Okay, that's different.
2: <laughs> uh, we're coming to our end of our time together, Mel yes. Brown, to do this yearly chat on the Oscars. So just tell me one thing before we say goodbye uh, that you would love to see happen at this year's Oscars.
1: I would love nothing better than to see Harriet Tubman actually show up. <laughs>
2: Okay, but that not happening, what is something? Uh, You never know. In this day and age of the
1: technical application of quality filmmaking, you could very easily have her show.
2: Okay, well, then we know Cynthia Rivo, if she wins Best Actress, you will be one happy camper.
1: Yeah, no and question.
2: I am so glad you have been here with me, Mare Brown. This is Jan Wall. This has been In-Depth, our weekly deep dive into one major topic. This time it was the Oscars. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy thank schedule. Thank you for
0: having me, John. Remember, you can find past editions of KCBS In-Depth online at kcbsradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you on the red carpet. You've been listening to KCBS in depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS.